0: And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set.
1: The Big Vets on Campus podcast. 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 All right, here we go. world, stunned, What
2: the football, oh my goodness, he stumbled and fumbled, the lateral, to the corner of the end zone, can you believe that,
1: they're not going to keep him off the field tonight, holy (laughs) cow, it's not the size of the dog in the fight, it's the size of the fight in the dog.
3: What's up, the generation Nation? Welcome to the Big Bets on Campus podcast, presented by Bet MGM. This is the Week Two betting recap from Week Three. Look at him, Stucky, and joining me as always is Colin Wilson. Colin, you ready to eat some
2: Alabama crow? I am. And it's your, good. To you had your good. grandma. I mean, you're 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 so energetic this morning because you got NFL on tap. You nearly damn sweep the slate yesterday. I could just hear. How happy you are. I haven't even heard these voicemails. I assume the Alabama pick is going to get torched. I'm sure there's some bad beats in there. You suffered one. The Tulane was the most horrible thing I've ever... I, worse than the West Virginia Penn State You had one. Texas Tech, too. I know. I had Texas Tech, too. So I,
3: You had Texas Tech and Tulane. That, that was I, brutal. Uh, Texas Tech sucked. I, <laughs> I think I left the voicemail. I don't know if it made it in there. I called really late. Um, but... Yeah, those are going to happen a couple times a year, and you just hope that you're not on the that side. But go down. I mean, I I yelled this in the voicemails. You win the game. You're you're Oregon. You're trying to win a national title, and now you got to sweat. If Texas Tech didn't have a hold, then you had a personal foul. They might have scored easily, and then you're you're sweating, fucking moron. But anyway, uh, we have a lot to get to. Well, yeah, let's just get right into the voicemails. I'm I haven't listened to them either. I'm assuming there'll be a, a shit ton of NC State calls because. One of the it was one of the weirdest Saturdays I can remember because of all the delays. It was so bizarre. There was countless delays all across the country. So the noon slate was absolutely horrendous. There was like five games in delay. But uh, so at one point it was just NC State Notre Dame for a while, which we were we were wrong on. So I'm sure there's gonna be a lot of calls about that. But
2: uh, let's let's uh, we'll start off with the. Yeah, if you grade if you grade box scores, there are about eighty of them that hit all at the same time. Especially with FCS, we do FCS power ratings now. Like, I mean, like <laughs> it was cruise control in the afternoon, and then sometime around five six o'clock, it felt like mass chaos.
3: Yeah, it was wild. Um, well, we I guess before we get into it, the, do you have any thoughts on the before the and the top of. College football. Obviously, I mean, Georgia's looked sleepy, but we can't really gauge what they are because they, they've played Little Sisters of the Poor a couple of times. Um, and, you know, like Ohio State has looked very underwhelming. You saw Alabama last night against Texas. There, there's a lot of questions. There's more questions than answers at the top. Michigan has looked very strong, but we know they don't play anybody out of conference so, like, do you have any – do you received any clarity? Is Texas back? Is Texas one of the top three or four teams? To me, they look like it. And the were hitting the deep ball. That's the missing piece. Do you have any – have you gained any clarity on who these top teams are? Or do you need to see more against quality competition first?
2: I definitely need to see more of the Ohio State. Like, I, you know, Brett's tweeting out the AP top 25, and I've got Ohio State in the top eight, and he doesn't have Ohio State in there at all. And from an eyeball perspective, right – we don't think, I mean, they struggled. They didn't score for a while against Youngstown, um, you know, State. So Yeah, and I Harrison heard. went off, but he only had 14 yards against Indiana. Like, that's, right. the quarterback issues doesn't look and, great. And you got to think with quarterback and coordinators, maybe it just takes a couple games. But, you know, that is the one team up at the top. I'm, I have no questions about Texas. I know they have national champion level talent. It was always about, can you execute under Sark? We definitely got our answer yesterday. Has Sark blocked you yet? (laughs) i got to see if Sark's following me now.
3: Uh, All right. Let's uh, let's move on to the voicemails and let that guide the discussion.
4: Bad beats, back doors, and miracle covers. However you're feeling, we want to hear from you.
1: You have reached the voicemail box of the Big Bets on Canvas podcast. The guy is drunk, but there he goes.
0: Leave a message after the bleep.
4: I
1: don't even know where the f- to begin. F- got family over. Got f- eyes on this all f- Miss game. I got a f- awful f- number, seven and a half. Tied f- game in the fourth quarter. All right, fourth and one. Somehow a f- snapping fraction, and the play doesn't f- count. So, you know what? Lane Kiffin, the guy that always f- goes for it, and the guy that always f- me, oh, yeah, let me kick a 57-yard field goal with a kicker whose career f- long is 45 yards. Oh, you know he hits it, of course. Then sack, fumble. Why the would he kick that field goal? He goes for it every time. Thanks, Lane Kiffin. You ruined my mom's birthday. Adam in L.A. I want to talk about Tulane and how in the f that cover didn't happen. I'm not sure if it was the fact that for some reason they decided to not go for a regular deep kick, but rather an onside kick. For no. Reason and then to watch a delay of game on a fourth and one, which would have just wound out the game. But then Kiffin goes for a 56 yard field goal. Let the guy,
3: uh, yeah, I mean, I didn't have Tulane, they should have covered, they were going to win outright with their backup quarterback, it looked like, for a period of time. And yeah, they first. Omen scores a touchdown on a fourth down, then they kick a 57-yarder on a fourth down, and then they get a scoop and score. Um, absolutely miserable. I'll let you
2: uh, have any
3: thoughts because you had money on it.
2: Well, no, I, I did have money on it, and that was the most atrocious beat ever. From and when we did BBOC live, when we did the show, I got the news. I had Tulane in as a best as the best bet. I got the news in that Michael Pratt wasn't going to play. Like we we there was rumors when we were getting ready for the show, and I'm like you know, what do I do? Like, I, I don't know what I say because this news just hit and we're about to go on. And then we get into the game. Kai Horton is a starter and boom, they're up 17 to seven and it's just beautiful. And it's, and things are happening on defense. Like we broke down on the podcast, Ole Miss struggles, throwing the ball 24% success rate on passing downs. That's horrific. They average three yards per play in passing downs. So that comes into the corners and the secondary. And then from the defensive line perspective, Ole Miss got stuffed on half their carries, which is like crazy. So, you know, I, I, the handicap went exactly as we said on the podcast for defense. But I, they even stopped him on fourth and two. Fourth and two, Tulane stopped him, was going to get the ball back, and that would have been it. The, Tulane would have easily covered. And nope, Lane decides to kick a field goal. And Lane goes for it on fourth down more than almost anybody in FBS, and he kicked a field goal over 55 yards. It's still one of the most unbelievable things. i a series of events had to happen to cover every single number. And they, and they all happened when it was easily, the game was going to be shut down and the loss was going to be by three. It was insane. Yeah.
3: And then the same thing happened with Texas tech where, I mean, first of all, they had to not get a fourth and two. So they get stuffed. And then there was a pick that looked like a pick that they didn't call a pick. So Oregon gets a field goal with 30 seconds left to take the lead. And then obviously they get a pick six where the idiot kid doesn't go down. Um, and then almost cost them the game. But whatever, I digress. All right. Uh, yeah, that was a brutal one. Let's move on.
1: Stuck, Colin. Love you guys. I know this isn't technically a bad beat, but the Wisconsin Badgers. This team, they told me it was going to be different. They told me it was new. Oh, Phil Longo, air raid, new offense, Tanner Mordecai. Yeah, Brandon Allen, great running back. Yeah, seven carries. Great team. Great job. They call this like, the air raid It's the dairy raid. It's the... Worthless Dairy Raid. So great to speak to you all again. It's Martin, normally from Florida, but here in Tuscaloosa at the Travelodge. At the Travelodge. You know what I did today, guys? I went to Tuscaloosa to fight for Alabama Jammer Roll Top Road. Want to know what they did? They didn't do a thing. Nothing, nothing, nothing. So now, I am sitting here. I do have a bucket of fireball with these little fireball shots. I'm going to continue to drink to forget the fact that I put enough money on Alabama's money line to, I don't know, pay for a lot of alligators to have a
3: lot of food. But nevertheless, what a f- joke that. Yeah, out from start to finish, Texas looked superior. Their defensive line was dominant. Jalen Miller throws a hell of a deep ball. He has a long way to go as far as going through his progressions, reading defenses, and making accurate intermediary throws because uh, it was bad. Two of the picks that he had were elementary. Mm
0: -hmm. And
3: the key to Texas has always been, can yours hit the deep balls? And he did. And when they do that, they have too many weapons, and they're going to beat almost anybody. Now it's only one game, just like I said last week. It's only one game against Rice. Can you do it consistently? We'll see. But yesterday he did it and that was the result. Hell of a win by Texas. Look, Alabama could still improve. I I just don't think they have the quarterback play this year to do any real damage, but you know, it's not the end of the end of the season for them. It's a loss to a and now it's gonna be a top five team. But the quarterback play just isn't there. Milro can I mean he can spin a deep ball, but the his reads underneath and in intermediary range just aren't there. There's some issues in the interior of the offensive line. So uh, it was a hell of a performance by Texas, well deserved win. And we'll see where Bama goes from here.
2: Yeah, Jalen Milrow just couldn't live up when the when when they needed him and the money downs. Uh, Alabama went five and fourteen on third down. Average distance to go on third downs nine point five yards. It's just. Not going to work. And then, uh, you know, all the talk that I had centered on in the podcast about the Texas offensive line and the issues that they had against Rice, they only allowed three quarterback hurries. They only allowed two tackles for loss that accumulated seven yards. I mean, when you flip to the other side, how how dominant the Texas defensive line was, Texas had nine tackles for loss for 37 yards. And generally, when they were going for it on third down, they were about five yards away. So Texas just beat them in the trench. Uh, you know, Milrose just. Has not taken a step up, in, uh and in from what we saw last year, so uh, you know the the quarterback carousel in Tuscaloosa continues.
3: Yeah. Uh, by the way, yeah, I mean Texas had um made, they made a couple change, like they made a couple tweaks on the interior of their offensive line, which seemed to have worked. So credit to them; they definitely won the battle in the trenches. And Ewers didn't make the mistakes that Milroe did, and he hit those same deep balls. That was the difference. And it was just a well, well executed game plan by Texas. The play calling was great. I and mean, I don't know how many times Katavian Sanders was wide open on first down, but it was far too many. And then the penalty issues crept back up for Alabama, which is definitely concerning. But let's move on.
1: This is Aaron from Nebraska.
3: It's rough here. We thought we had life, but it turns out it was just
1: shit over. Shit. Holy. Shit. Our offense is terrible. The Colorado defense is trash. Once they come up with a confident offense, they're done. But all I'm saying is they deserve to win this game. Can't win with three turnovers, but Colorado. Nebraska's going to end up winning this game covering whatever. Not even close. Colorado Buffaloes. Let's go. Dion doesn't get much better than that. Book the natty chance right now. Colorado. Let's go. Hey, Stuck. Colin. As a Nebraska fan, we have just reached poverty level. At this point, let Colorado take our spot in the Big Ten and just send us to the MAC, providing entertainment on Tuesday nights. What the f*** has this program gotten into? Which just all-time rock bottom. Love you guys, but I just can't take it anymore as a Nebraska fan. Out. I saw the public bet in Colorado, and obviously I can't bet Colorado in that situation. But when I made my bet, I anticipated Jeff Sims catching the f-ing snap. Not one time, not two times. It was like three or four times he just dropped a snap. I credit that loss completely to Jeff Sims. Rules should be arrested or fired for putting him back out in the second half. An absolute catastrophe. And the Colorado wagon rolls on. Unbelievable. We have to live in this misery for another week.
3: Yeah. Impressive effort by Colorado. Shador Sanders put up some silly numbers again. Dion uh, clearly wants him to get the Heisman because he keeps him in, having him run around getting hit all the way into the end. So keep that in mind for totals and for <laughs> spread bets because Dion, uh he even in this presser said, yeah, you saw that scramble at the end. It was definitely a Heisman type run. Like he's um, so he's he's pressing that narrative thing. So keep that in mind. Uh, yeah, the, I think that that game was look, the public wins sometimes. and I was I screamed, look, you bet Colorado. I screamed all week that the public could be ahead of pros. They could be ahead of odds makers here. No one knows where to adjust this team. And we were everyone was clearly short coming into the season on where they would be. There was definitely flaws that I saw that I think are going to be exposed moving forward. The offensive line, which I thought was going to be an issue, was definitely an issue against Nebraska. And there's only so many times that Chador Sanders can mask that. But Nebraska was living in the backfield and there was just no running game to speak of in the first half. Eventually the Nebraska dam broke because uh, Jeff Sims was so bad. I mean, that was the worst half I've ever seen from a quarterback. He had just a horrific pick, multiple dropped snaps that led to turnovers. He even at the end said, you know what? I've had such a bad half. And look, I always say the bad half. These are, I mean, these are the idiot kid. These are kids at the end of the day. And what this kid wants to celebrate a touchdown, whatever I I'll live with it. And he's just he's, he's a college kid playing quarterback. It's, it's, it's tough for them, but we're, we're just talking from a betting perspective here. I mean, and then at the end he says, look, I've had such a bad half. Let me just, Get out of bounds and get to the get to halftime. But that you can't go out of bounds there. Now Colorado didn't have any timeouts and there was one they ended up having one second left and they got another field goal on top of that. So an all time bad half from Sims, who just did look like a deer in the headlights for the entire game. And um, but credit to Colorado. The atmosphere was awesome. Colorado is better when Colorado is good. And Nebraska too. But Nebraska needs to find a quarterback white has that defense turned around quick they were balling out and there's only so much they could do eventually the dam broke but uh yeah credit to colorado but that offensive line is going to be an issue as they step up and co- continue to step up in competition
2: yeah i think the handicap that i had on them kind of played out here which was they're reliant on defensive havoc and third downs third down explosives um Yep, that's exactly what happened. Passing down success rate, 61% for Colorado. The national average is 36. They almost doubled the national average in passing downs. Average distance to go in passing downs. 10.9 yards. I mean, Colorado... Colorado, They couldn't
0: run
3: the
2: ball at all, so Uh they would just be negative one, negative two, third and nine completion. They went 10 of 18 on third downs, and they averaged more than 10 yards per play uh, uh, on passing downs. I... It's just you can't make like, a living like that against no. Uh, against I mean, good this teams. story is great. It's probably going to roll itself through Colorado State. Although I think I project this thing like at twenty one, we'll see where it opens up here later today. But like, this is coming to an end eventually. Like when USC is putting up fifty two in the first half last night. I mean, this is going to come to an end for Colorado really quick. I'm glad all of us are enjoying this ride. Did that game not go
3: over for you last night?
2: I didn't even see the end. I believe Troy, no, it didn't. They got to 50, they got to what, 52, 55 points there at half? 55 at half. Yeah, no one scored until Troy Taylor got a touchdown up like six minutes left in the game. It actually got up to 66, and USC shut it down. Oh my God.
3: Fertile. Okay, before we go any further, as a reminder,
4: Big Bets on Campus is presented by BetMGM. So get in on the action with the king of sports books. sign up with BetMGM using bonus code ACTION and get up to $1,000 paid back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. That is the bonus code ACTION. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Michigan, Mississippi, Nevada, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Puerto Rico, Tennessee, Virginia, Washington, D.C., West Virginia, Wyoming, or Ontario only. Must be 21 or older to wager, 19 or older in Ontario. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Excludes Michigan disassociated persons. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call one 800 next step Call or text the Tennessee Redline at 1-800-889-9789 or call 1-888-777-9696 in Mississippi in Ontario. If you have questions or concerns about your gambling or someone close to you, please contact Connects Ontario at 1-866-531-2600 to speak to an advisor free of charge. Sports betting is void in Georgia, Hawaii, and Utah, and other states where prohibited promotional offers not available in Nevada and New York.
0: Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. When you shave with Harry's get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at com slash blue wire. That's com slash blue wire for a $3 trial set.
2: Um, Welcome back right. to totals in the pack
3: 12. Yeah. All right, let's move on.
0: College stuck.
3: I
1: thought I would learn my lesson watching uba games the last three years with brand armstrong as qb the most overrated worst quarterback well i fell for armstrong again he tricked me and he has three interceptions right now we're not going to cover i hope that armstrong rots in hell hey could be worse though i could have an old miss future in the sec west which a person on that podcast does why is that bad
3: all right. Uh. By the way, yeah. So Brendan Armstrong was awful. Um. But fourth and, quarter. Yeah, he threw a couple picks. Hartman made a couple mistakes, which we were expecting, and NC State couldn't capitalize because their offense was that bad. And correctly, the Notre Dame defense was a bad play. Notre Dame was the right side. It, like I said, I we don't we don't know about Notre Dame. They played two cupcakes, so I gladly took over seven. I would do it again. Going into the game, it was the wrong side. Notre Dame was the right side, so credit to anyone that backed them. But, I mean, NC State, turned they turned over Notre Dame, you know, the fourth quarter with the ball down seven and couldn't do anything with it because the offense was so inept. And, by the way, we saw them go up to UConn and get that win, thinking UConn was going to be improved. UConn then gets waxed by Georgia State. So these are things that you learn early in the year. So that win looked even worse after – this past weekend so uh credit to notre dame and yeah that offense has a long way to go the the receivers just can't get any separation for nc state which is problematic to say the least
2: nc state stuffed half of notre dame's rushing attempts that's what shocked me in this game but really nc state yeah, you look
3: at you look at Estime's yardage total yeah like 130 yards it was 80 yard 180 yard run after the delay there was like yep. no fans and they came out and he had an 80 yard touchdown run that was it. They they couldn't run the ball. Hartman got sacked a bunch, had a couple turnover-worthy throws, had a couple fumbles. One, he recovered, an offensive lineman recovered. One, NC State recovered, then missed the 30-yard field goal. So NC State had their chances, but Notre Dame was the right side.
1: Right. Yeah, this is for Colin Wilson. Uh, NC State, their defensive coordinator, he has Sam Hartman's number. He has spooked him every single time he played. NC State defensive coordinator who's been on nine teams. Sam Hartman doesn't know how to play against him. My name's Kellen Wilson. Eh, what a dork, eh. Worst pick ever. Hey Colin, NC State, are you kidding me? Colin, stop. You need to stop dating the Fighting Irish, all right? Their secondary, come on, you watched their secondary today. What was it, three interceptions? Come on. Two weeks, we got Kyle McCord, Marvin Harrison Jr. coming. They're they're f- 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 We want the Buckeyes. F*** Ohio State. I f- hate those f- I hate seeing them win. I hate seeing my buddies loving them winning. Stop fading the Irish. Go Irish, baby. <laughs> Callum, how on earth can you use Caleb Williams and Brandon Armstrong in the same sentence? Oh, they both like to run? That's it. Armstrong's awful. How do you compare him to Caleb Williams? Oh, I like to go to the gym and shoot threes like i Steph Curry. Doesn't mean it works. How about Nerd Dame's 30 straight games against the ACC in the regular season? How about all that? But no, we got to use Caleb Williams compared to Brendan Armstrong. Great idea. That's terrible. FAU? I'm a alumni, and they're choking this game away. I'm living in Boca Raton, and they're choking this game away. Why the f- could I follow you guys should have known better. <laughs> Boca Raton, Colin stuck. I might be the only f- degenerate with ten TVs in his living room watching this game live, but f- Florida State. I can handle Florida State not going and punting at all in the first half and going for it wherever they were in the field. Fourth and ten, it didn't matter. I can handle that. They're a great team. Surprise, f- onside kicks against Southern Miss. Up my first half spread. Who in the f- is doing surprise onside kicks against Southern Miss? What in the f- was that?
3: FAU, I think, was the group of five guys. We we there. I expected the, that to be higher scoring, but Very, uh, Mike
2: Norvell will haul beef that we don't know. Yeah, Mike
3: Norvell, I don't know. I mean. Yeah, you, I don't know what they Florida State is doing there. Like, why are you showing things like that against Southern Miss? I mean, Mike Norvell, uh, he hasn't won anything in his career except for one, one of the many bowl games he's been in. I think he won one of them. Um, so I, I don't know if he gets off on beating the shit out of Southern Miss. Very, <laughs> very bizarre. But, uh, yeah, surprise onside kicks, going it on fourth and longs. Uh, not sure what you're out to prove. It's not like it's not like Florida State has to win with style points here. They They win. There, it counts the same as winning, but winning by forty or fifty against Southern Miss, it doesn't doesn't matter. Um, very very bizarre there. So I feel your pain. FAU, I had nothing there, but was surprised that it was so low scoring. And Ohio ended up winning seventeen to ten in that game. And yeah, I mean Rourke didn't do much for FAU. Thompson didn't do much. There was a lot of inefficient passing throughout that game. By the way, I I do want to mention. Buffalo lost its home opener to Fordham. Mm-hmm. No, one loves, no one loves losing to FCS schools in their home opener more than the Mac. NIU did as well, although they were only like a 7 Nevada. favorite.
2: Nevada. Nevada got they, lost respect- they, got, they lost to a respectable team, though, with Idaho. So.
3: Yeah, Southern Illinois is respectable, too. But uh, mm-hmm. Idaho, I think Idaho was a favorite in that game, a small favorite. But all right, moving on. Hey, Colin. Hey, Stuck. I'm just chilling in my house feet up, smoking on a
1: nice fat cigar right now. I'm smoking on my Dana Holgerson Houston Cougars pack right now. Dana Holgerson, that piece of shit. let's go. Rice owls, baby. There's not enough owl emojis for me to do, baby, for me to post. Hoot, hoot. Let's go. It's okay. We blew a 28-point lead. doesn't matter. And this is the perfect way for Holgerson to lose his double overtime game holgerson i hope he has horrible success in the big 12
3: uh yeah that that will do best call worst call about regret right now because my best call clearly was rice that game played out exactly how i said Holgerson's sleepy spot they come out flat dig a big hole gotta come all the way back and that was the most houston game i've ever seen in my life and rice wins 43 41 in double overtime by the way getting back to that caller said at least I don't have a uh, Ole Miss SEC West 25 to 1 sir we just (laughs) saw Texas A&M get waxed by Miami we just saw Alabama get destroyed at home by Texas which never happens out of conference I think they won like 58 in a row they don't have a quarterback we saw LSU give up 60 to Florida State Mississippi State just went to overtime against Arizona at home. Auburn barely beats Cal. Arkansas is struggling with Kent State at home. Yep. Tell me yeah, the SEC West. It, ain't, some, it ain't, ain't your older
2: brother's SEC West. That yeah. thing is wide open. Uh, let me give you my bet regret. That's Arkansas on the under. You said, how are we playing this? I said, hey, Rocket Sanders ain't going to be there. I, too. I said, I like that work. under and got scared. I didn't play it. That's my better regret. Because I'm so I went to the game, got up in the press box, and I'm like, oh fuck, man. This is an under game all the way, and I never even touched it. And I mean, Arkansas is <laughs> I we'll save it for this week. We got BYU coming up. This I mean, outside of KJ Jefferson, there's some real issues on this team.
3: Yeah, uh that was my bad regret too. I bet was Arkansas under. I'm sitting there. I was, unlike you, I was not watching uh, live or on TV. But I'm sitting there and just periodically checking the score. And I'm like, God damn. It's like 3 nothing, 10 minutes in. I'm like, this is dead shot under. And uh, yeah, that was my bet regret. Worst call. Um, I'll go with, well, yeah, I think I had one that was not even close. Hold on, let me pull up my card. I mean I did have Southern Miss. That's that was I had the small, but that was pretty bad. Um my round robin went was was shit. I'll say NC State though. Had a pretty profitable day. Um can't complain too much. Texas Tech sucked. It was such a big swing. Yeah, you to know, people, I want everyone to remember this is that uh and Colin, I'll do your worst call. Your worst call is fading me and well, going against your number, taking Alabama. But you laid two touchdowns with the Service Academy. yeah. And you faded the wagon that is Sam Houston State. And I told cool. you, they might not they're score. and they still... I told you, they Stop. won't score and they'll still cover. And that's what they've done. They have three points total in the year. Two and oh against the spread. And guess what? They got to buy this week, sadly, because they're by covering wagon. But in two weeks from now, that defense has got to rest up because they're on the field the whole game. Uh, in two weeks, guess who they get? At Houston, Dana is a big favorite. We're going back to the well with Sam Houston. Eat them up, cats, baby!
2: You got to be kidding me with this shit.
3: Eat them up, cats. The, who, the most profitable team in FBS history,
2: Sam Houston State. They are one hundred percent against the spread at the FBS level with three total points. Boy, Air Force was twenty eight percent in passing downs. This is not a good. It was not a good effort here whatsoever from the from Sam the Houston service.
3: State's D is good. Their O is so bad. They're like, uh, they're like early two thousand, like two thousand ra- Ravens and Bears teams with dominant defenses and no quarterback. Like, you just are happy when you punt. And by the way, Casey Keeler, their coach, legendary head coach, he punts at the end of the games when they're down ten, like backed up, and they like most, a lot of teams would go for it. Um, he punts it and says, "All right, I'm covering."
2: All right, guy. Eat eat them up, around, You're running around like you just won the marathon at the Olympics because you covered with a team whose overall yards per play was 1.82 for the game. 1.8, the national average, five and a half yards per play. 1.82 you covered. Did
3: I not say they might cover again without scoring? They even got their field goal they made was. Can anyone read this this box score? Their field goal that they made was. For somehow, it was going straight right, and then the air Force started celebrating, and it like made this miraculous hook back. um That's a beautiful field goal you've ever seen yeah, it was uh, but they didn't even need it without that field goal, they still cover, and um is it, is it Sam Houston type kick Sam Houston State <laughs> is a covering wagon
1: uAB baby goes down in flames. Trent Dilfer, the biggest clown in college football is a joke of the f-ing profession. The fact that he's a head coach, is, it's really unbelievable. But what a great pick, guys. Let's go Georgia Southern. Let's go Clay Helton. Great job. Let's cash it in, baby. I heard that Cincinnati was going to be bad and Scott Satterfield isn't the right guy, but I just watched them roll in the pit and beat the f*** out of them. It was pretty awesome. So you guys can suck all on that.
3: Credit to Cincy for that win, although winning, beating Narduzzi is a favorite. I mean, we've seen it happen countless times. But Emory Jones, I did say he's going to be a great fit in that Satterfield offense just with his skill set. But since he's definitely better than I thought, so credit to Cincinnati for going in and getting that win. Moving on.
1: Listen, I know nobody gives a but holy Minnesota runs a million plays at the one-yard line all game. All they get is 25 points, dude slips at the one-yard line with under a minute to go pj fleck calls a timeout runs a shotgun play incomplete pass kicked a meaningless field goal minus 20 dead jesus christ pj fleck you are a joke minnesota get the ball in the end zone my god
2: i pushed on minus 19 all right, the opener was minus nineteen. Minnesota minus nineteen. They were kicking field goals and making it nineteen. It's it it's brutal out there right now. Colin
1: stuck pain. Minnesota up sixteen. They're running the ball all over Eastern Michigan. You got it, third down. Just hand it off. What are we doing? We do a play action rollout pass and we just throw it into the ground. Oh, my God. Where is James Franklin when we need him? We know what the score is. We know how to cover this. Oh, God, this is horrible. Robo. I hate this. I hate this. Love you guys. Pain. Colin. Suck. Oregon. At Lubbock. I don't know how in the world Joey McGuire blew that game. All that I've heard for two years is Joey McGuire, screaming let's go at the top of his lungs all summer, talk mad and talk about how good Texas Tech is. I hate that. I can't believe he couldn't cover a touchdown and a half at home. I got it at a touchdown and a half with the hook, with the hook. I hate Joey McGuire, and I hate Texas Tech. Texas Tech is covering this entire game. They're down one late, pick six, Tyler Shuck, four turnovers, more like Tyler Schmuck, more like Tyler Throws Ducks, love you guys. Stuck, Colin, Texas Tech, plus six, are you kidding me, holy, you cap a game right, you watch it all the way through, holy, I've complained to my wife. I've complained to my kids. I'm walking my dog. I'm complaining to them. I figured why not complain to the degenerates. Oh, God. Texas Tech? What? No. Dude, you got to be kidding me. Are you serious? Like, holy Texas Tech. Stuffy. Just got done watching Texas Tech plus seven
3: go down like that. Just go down. You're trying to compete for a national title. You're not Texas State and you want to showboat. God, I wish they caught the hail mary and then lost in overtime. Unreal. All right. Uh, yeah. By the so a couple things. The voicemail. Thanks for to all that who called in. Um, the voicemail is can be therapeutic, and so call in sometimes it helps. It'll and look, I it's we really a lot
2: of trauma over two weeks already. There's so yeah. much with pick six scooping Last score Virginia, shit. Texas Tech, Tulane.
3: The the that those interceptions, I feel your pain at the end. I'm like, all, become more and more numb to it because I'm like waiting for it. I've had so many like that. The scoop scores, UCLA comes to mind. I've had so. I mean, it's I could go on and on. The Northwestern Ohio State, but like they hurt, and you you, you got to build up a shield before you can like. But you you can't let them get to you. It it, it sucks. It's like big swings in a night. And a lot of it, college football Saturday, it's about like a couple bounces here and there. It's the variances of, of one day. It's it's just how it is. So when you have one of those where you're covering all game and then there's just a pick six late. And like in the NFL, the guy goes down every time. In college, nope, that's not how it works. Um, so, yeah, they suck. Call in the voicemail, yell about it. Um, it's therapeutic. It's cathartic. but uh, It sucks. I feel your pain. And sorry, we all we all lost money on it too, so it hurt our wallets as well. But thanks to the voicemails, a caller of the week for prizes. Who do you think? Uh, who's a, who was the caller of the week? Um, is that Martin in the Travel Lodge? I, I'll go with the. No, I want to go with the first caller. Who, who, um, Tulane, he kind of summed that up well. I think it was. Yeah. It sounded like someone who's been over my house watching games. If it if it is <laughs> who I think it is, um, but yeah, he summed up that well pretty well. Like. For, from a degenerate's perspective, his mom's birthday, family's over, and he's sweating, lane, making insane decisions. So call of the week, reach out for some gear. All right, uh, Colin, I know that you're going to get to some look-ahead lines here shortly. We record this in the morning, and then Colin, once the lines come out, we add a segment in when Colin goes through and gives out a couple games that he likes on the open we will also have just a quick reminder: new BCS that'll be with myself, Colin, and Brett on the Big Bets on Campus podcast. The new BCS that's we're going to be doing that live. it will be it'll still be an episode on the podcast, but we'll also be doing that live Tuesday mornings, ten a.m. Eastern. So just keep an, keep your eye out there on Twitter. We'll we'll tweet out the link, but it'll be live on YouTube if you're interested in catching that there. And then obviously the group of five guys will be back midweek. They'll gloat about the UAB and uh, the UAB non-cover and beating Trent Dilfer and give out their favorite group of five bets. And Colin and I will be back later in the week for the week three betting preview. I don't know. It's not the, it, you know, look, it's betting. So all the, all the slates are sexy to us. But I don't know where game day is going to go. Are they going to Colorado for Colorado, Colorado State? Have you looked at this? Well, I mean, that's
2: for Fox. Like Fox is committed to him once again, right? I, I don't know. I don't so look, know.
3: Look at next week and what is the marquee game? Like, Pitt lost to Cincy. So, Pitt, like, Pitt West Virginia. Isn't Pitt playing West Virginia, I think? Um, like, you could yeah. say the the backyard brawl, but like, Pitt lost to Cincy. That game's. What's the best game on the board next weekend from a national perspective? Oh, not,
2: not Florida International, UConn. Uh, no.
3: Kansas I mean from... State, Missouri. Is that it? <laughs> Illinois lost to Kansas. So, there goes that
2: game. Well, we have, uh, I have a game of the year on Washington, Michigan State, but, oh, there's some there's some bad things going on with Mel Tucker up there. So have maybe you seen that? Washington, Michigan State. Yeah, we'll talk about that this week.
3: Uh, all right, so, yeah, any other games that you wanted to talk
2: about? Do you want to talk more about Sam Houston State? We can. No, do that if I, like. I, I mean, the, what I had on my best call was Colorado. We talked about it, but I also uh, had money down and in the app on Northwestern and Syracuse. I said Northwestern oddsmakers are looking for a bottom. They found it. UTEP is horrific. Uh, and then I would do want to do a small shout out to Florida international came out in the powder blue jerseys, just ran up and down the field on North Texas. And my worst call, I, I, I mean, under 52, uh, I think Florida international had that by themselves. So, uh, be on the look, I think North Texas, I don't think we've seen the bottom yet on that team whatsoever.
3: Your worst call was not that your worst call was fading (laughs) Sam Houston state, a team that has never not covered at the FBS level.
2: All right, Colin, I'll throw it to you now for
3: some look-ahead lines.
2: Hey, everybody, Colin Wilson. So let's talk about some of the lines that have come out for Week 3 college football, uh, the early hitters that I had where I expect the number to go, and maybe some of these that I want to come back at the end of the week and touch upon. The first one we're going to look at is Navy Memphis. That is a game that's being played on Thursday night. Number out there in the market right now is 16. Uh, It's that's about where I projected, but I do expect this to take off. Uh, These two teams just have completely dissimilar numbers when it comes to finishing drives. Memphis is really good with explosive passes with Seth Hennigan. So look for them to take advantage of a Navy defense that has just shown absolutely nothing through. Uh, a few games so far this season plus memphis is number one defensively in havoc so far this season they're also number one defensively in coverage which doesn't really come out to play against navy but uh you know if they're going to start throwing those dumps off to the flats maybe memphis is able to disrupt a lot of that so anyways i took that i think i expect this to close over 17 so get uh memphis while you can while it's under 17 all right next one is going to be friday night Virginia and Maryland, Uh, this is a number I expect to get to 21. So I went ahead and hopped in on it for that reason. Uh, Virginia did show up this past weekend uh, getting on the board. And, you know, right now I think there's just so many other numbers. Maryland has played a much tougher strength of record so far. Um, And so their numbers, you know, look pretty good, especially from a finishing drives perspective. They're top 30, uh, both offensively and defensively. Virginia just doesn't have much to write home about what they've been able to do. They have been good in standard downs, explosives. uh, But you know, that is something that Maryland's been able to defend so far. So it kind of takes that away from them. And really this kind of comes down to uh, quality drives. Also Maryland is top 25, both sides of the ball and quality drives uh, a stat that I love to use to determine whether uh, you know, you got yourself into scoring position and, you know, when you look at the other side, uh, offensive momentum killer is something I'm keeping track of this year. Uh, a momentum killer being, you know, a penalty or uh, something that kind of deflates the drive that you're on. Um, and and right now, uh, Virginia's bottom 25 in that category. So I do like Maryland in this game. I think it's going to get over 21. So I would go ahead and jump in on that right now. Uh, 14 uh, is where I'm at. So I look for some steam on that this week. All right. Next one that I hit, uh, Tennessee and Florida. This is a game I actually project down around three. Uh, There was some eight and halves, nines in the market. Uh, I took early advantage of that. Um, You know, there's really nothing to write home too much about in the advanced stats. Florida, you know, they, they Florida has had a much tougher strength of schedule. Tennessee's had a tougher strength of record so far. And if you go ahead and look at it, you know, Florida has. Some really good numbers in line yards, rushing success, and you know Tennessee right now, 74th in stuff rate. Uh, Florida's going to be able to control the line of scrimmage. I think that plays a lot into this. And then really what I'm worried about is how's the secondary going to work out against that Tennessee passing attack? Well, Florida so far, you know, considering the quarterbacks that they've gone up against, they are top 40 in coverage. They're top 20 in PFF tackling right now. So um, you know, that was something that I felt like we're going to be able to go up against. Uh, with Tennessee and their passing attack. So I do like that number. I think it's going to probably close below seven. Uh, And I think right now in the market, we're sitting at around some seven and a half. So I would still take seven there. I expect uh, more love for Florida as the week goes. Okay, next, Michigan State and Washington, hosting Washington. I have a game of the year on this down in single digits. I think the question is going to be with the issues surrounding Mel Tucker, where exactly do we come in and hit this number? Now, he's not going to be coaching this game. Uh, you saw that Mike D'Antoni, they're going to have, you know, all kinds of interims all over the place that, you know, do have experience, um, in this, you know, aspect of, of, of going interim. So I don't expect much out of Michigan state with their coach being gone. The guy that recruited them there, uh, right now, the number that I put on it is about 14 and a half, but, Uh, you know, it's just been nothing but, and it's going to be nothing but Washington money in the market. Uh, I believe this opened at 15 today, sitting around 16, some 17. So I guess, you know, the question is, where would you stop hitting? I don't think there is a number. I don't think there is a ceiling, maybe 21 and a half. I would stop hitting, but I would expect massive steam on Washington this week. So another stat that I, you know, another game that has a quality drives flavor to it. Why I hit it from the beginning was LSU going to Mississippi state. Cowbell is Top 30 on both sides of the ball in quality drives. And LSU has really struggled on defense. Defensively, they're 129th in big play per Sports Source Analytics. That shows in defensive quality drives. Right now, they're 96th and they're 105th in hard stops. They just can't seem to stop anyone on defense. Uh, they're 110th in defensive finishing drives. And, you know, I think <laughs> we know how much I love finishing drives. And, and that's something that Mississippi State's going to be able to take advantage of. Right now, Mississippi State, uh, we thought they were going to go to a more balanced attack. So far, they've been 62% rush. Uh, That is something that you can take advantage of with LSU. Right now, they're 109th in stuff rate defensively. So you're going to be able to run on LSU right now. And that's one of the reasons that I like Mississippi State. Uh, Plus, they like to slow the clock down. They're running about 28.4 seconds per play. So I expect a grind. I expect Mississippi State to be able to run it. Quality drives coming out of the Bulldog side. LSU is just... Frantic right now. Uh, Sometimes they look like they could win the SEC. Sometimes they absolutely do not. So uh, we're going to roll with Mississippi State. As far as projection about where this number goes, I wouldn't be surprised to see it dip down below seven. Um, I see right now there are some nine and a half, some tens out there. So I would take advantage of that because I don't expect LSU to stay above it at this level for the rest of the week one number I really didn't understand was Iowa state and Ohio. And I understand Ohio is winning some games, but this is a number that I had Iowa state projected as a favorite and not just as like a short favorite. I haven't projected like minus eight. So I didn't see Ohio coming out as the favorite in this one. I uh, had no problems playing Iowa state. And then when I get into the stats, you know, offensively it's just a real struggle there without Hunter Deckers. Uh, Iowa state is looking for anything to get some points up on the board, especially after that game against the Iowa. But You know, at least they've been disciplined because the one thing about the Ohio defense is that they're 15th in Havoc. Everything else is sort of mid-range, not bad for a max school, but everything so far has been outside the top 40. But in Havoc, they've been 15th, and that's really the only one good area for Matt Campbell's offense is that they're 17th in Havoc allowed. So do love uh, what the Cyclones have been able to do as far as ball protection. They just can't get any points up on the board. Then defensively, look. This is Iowa State has not played bad defense. They're 16th in havoc nationally. They're 15th against the pass in terms of success rate. They're 14th in PFF coverage grading. So that really nullifies a little bit about Rourke and Wiggles about what they want to do through the air. So another part, a problem that Ohio's had is they're 108th in offensive finishing drives. Now that could be due to injury with Rourke, but they are having problems getting down. Uh, not just down the field. Uh, I mean, there's 75th in quality drives, but they're having problems putting points up on the board. So all kinds of things going on here with Hawaii. Hawaii I'm sorry, Ohio. Uh, it's just not been as clean as it usually is with the offense. Uh, I, the numbers just, I, I would, I can't believe Iowa state's an underdog. So we'll see how the, the line goes. I expect Iowa state to close as a favorite in this market. So, uh, we'll see. Uh, there has been a lot of love for Ohio week after week after week. Um, didn't pay off against san diego state did pay off uh last against floor atlantic so we'll see yeah another game out there that i I didn't really kind of understand the opener and that would be syracuse and purdue a rematch from last year uh this number opened i believe with syracuse as an underdog uh in a couple of shops which i hit yeah i did i on opener a couple hours ago i hit them as underdog now they are a favorite as i record this about minus one and a half in the market I would easily take that all the way up to minus three. Uh, I make Syracuse a comfortable, I make them about a four point favorite here. And I think it's going to go even past that. So uh, I would get my money down here. Uh, It's going to go one way. This is one of those bets. If you want to come back on Purdue at the end of the week, you can, but, I mean, Syracuse has got some pretty good numbers up there. I will say 131st in strength of schedule. So I'm not sure how much we can lean on the fact that their defense is top five against the rush, against the pass, and line yards, and 13th in defensive finishing drives when they've had the easiest schedule. So uh, definitely something that kind of uh, skews the numbers for Syracuse. But, I again, this number is going to get over three, so go ahead and hop on Syracuse. And the last one I'll close with is a total. I did take the under on Arkansas. Uh, I think that is probably hovering around 51 and a half right now as I'm recording this. I make it 48 and a half, and I wouldn't be surprised to see it go down farther. Uh, Raheem Sanders sat out against Kent State um, yesterday, and you could see that that really hurt uh, Arkansas's ability to collect first downs with DeBinion, with A.J. Green. Some of these running backs are just not as explosive as Raheem Sanders, and that really kind of makes it the K.J. Jefferson show offensively, you know, they're they've done great in scoring when they have the opportunity, but it is a heavy rush squad. And when you turn around and look at BYU right now, you know, they're they're defensively they're doing better. Their new defensive coordinator they got from Weber State. He is improving them. They're top 40 in finishing drives. They have some problems with coverage, but Arkansas is not going to blast you. They had a lot of drops Uh, Armstrong. Uh, Wilson, their receivers are just not in sync with KJ right now whatsoever. So I do expect this to be a grind. Both these teams, 29.6 seconds per play. That is ultra slow. Arkansas is going to focus on the run, even grinding that out some more. And then their defense is actually, I knew that they'd be improved with Travis Williams. They are going to take a lot of risks. They're going to be very aggressive. Right now, Arkansas is top 10 in defensive havoc and they're top 10 in defensive finishing drives. That is enough for me with a slow pace to say, let's hop on this under, I would stop at 48. All right, that's going to do it for the Look Ahead Market Report for week
3: three. All right, thanks everyone for listening. Thanks, of course, to Colin, as always, for joining me. Thanks to our audio and video producers on the back end. Make sure you subscribe, unsubscribe, subscribe. Tell a friend, tell an enemy. You know the deal. Leave a five-star review. They really help us out. Uh, I will promise I will do giveaways on the next episode, so you still have some time to get in there. That'll do it for us. It's time for us to go find some winners. We'll catch y'all later in the week. Cheers. Peace
2: out.
0: Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly.